What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to an all-new season of True Crime Never Sleeps. On this season, we dive deep into some of the most infamous solved and unsolved heists in history. From D.B. Cooper to the Geezer Bandit. Tune in on YouTube or any major podcast platform. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. I am your host, Larry Elise. Today, on a special, another episode of the Cold Case Files, we dive into the unsolved disappearance of Adam Herman. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Pondex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. You simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at pondex.com and use code Larry21 for 10% off your order. Now let's get into this case. Adam Herman was born Irvine Groninger III, and turning the world into an abusive family. In 1989, when he was just two years old, Adam and his two younger siblings would be removed from that home and placed into the foster care system of Kansas. Those foster parents, Doug and Valerie Herman, would end up adopting Adam. Many trials and tribulations would take place throughout the next several years within the family. The other children in the home remember how Adam was there one day and gone the next. Since their life was unstable anyhow, no one quite knew what was going on behind the closed doors of the Herman family home. In 2008, when a biological sister went looking for Adam, he was nowhere to be found. 
Finally, a missing person report was filed and authorities jumped into action. Where is Adam Joseph Herman? Adam was actually born Urban Groeninger III on June 8, 1987 in Wichita, Kansas. His father was Urban Groeninger II and his mother was Jerry Gorge. Not much is known about the first 18 months of Urban or Adam as we know him by, but we do know that something happened and one of the older children in the home had a bruise, which prompted someone to call Child Protective Services. CPS would ultimately remove all the children from the home and put them into the foster care system. Immediately, Adam and his two younger siblings were taken in by the Herman family, Doug and Valerie. Doug and Valerie would start the formal adoption process, although that wouldn't be finalized until 1993. In the meantime, in 1991, the Hermans would lose their foster care license. I'm not sure how they were able to continue fostering the children until the adoption was final. I don't know if maybe it's because the process was already started, or maybe that they just failed to take a required course, or something letting their license lapse. But I do find it interesting that their foster care license was taken from them two full years before Adam and his siblings' adoption. During this time, the family resided in the town of Derby, Kansas. Derby is a suburb suburb of Wichita, located just south of the city. Adam would go on to be enrolled in public school there. In November 1996, an abuse complaint would be called in, and police would take Adam to a group home while they investigated. The complaint would be labeled as unsubstantiated, and Adam would return to the home. In fact, Valerie would admit to CPS that she had indeed spanked Adam with a belt and left bruises. CPS informed her that was not appropriate punishment, and Valerie agreed that would not do that again. She said that Adam was a difficult child and had suffered some form of attachment disorder, making him very hard to manage at times. On January 9th, 1998, another abuse complaint came in, this time from Adam's school. Police started investigating and speak to the family and other educators at the school. Valerie tells the police that he was playing with his siblings when he got hurt over Christmas break. Another teacher also tells police that they didn't feel Adam was being abused, as they believed that Adam would speak up about it. The police dropped the case. On January 14th, 1998, Adam ran away from home and his parents called the police. He returned on his own three hours later. After this incident, the family put, pulled the children out of school and moved to Pine Ridge Mobile Home Park in Towanda, Kansas, where Valerie took a job as a property manager. The other children would be enrolled in school, but Valerie decided to homeschool Adam, saying that he really needed one-on-one -on -one attention from her. Valerie also said that during that year, the year of 1998, Adam would run away from home several times. He'd always come back after a couple hours on his own. So with Adam out of school, this is when details become murky. We have to take the word of some family members on what happened. We know that on January 9th, 1999, the Hermans had a relative over to watch the Super Bowl. We will learn many years later, mind you, but we learn that Adam was seen by this relative handcuffed to the bathtub in the bathroom. When Valerie again years later is questioned about this, she said it was for Adam's safety as well as the family's safety, because Adam would become so violent. On an unknown date after that, the siblings notice that Adam is no longer there. When questioned, both Valerie and Doug said that Adam was taken away by the state because of his mental illnesses. As children, they didn't know better and didn't question it. Adam had a biological sister that used to call and check on him occasionally. Beginning in 1999, the Hermans would tell her that Adam was not home, and eventually would tell her to stop calling and leave them alone. In December 1999, Valerie was fired as the park manager, and the family moved away. In 2002, the Hermans filed for bankruptcy, and Adam was listed as a dependent on their paperwork. 
It's also worth noting that they received an adoption supplement payment for Adam in the amount of $700 per month. They would receive this until Adam turned 18. 2003, Valerie and Doug filed before divorce, and Adam was again listed in the divorce paperwork. The divorce would eventually be dropped. In 2008, one of Adam's sisters, Crystal, wanted to plan a family reunion and started looking to get everyone together. She knew that years ago, Valerie and Doug had told her that Adam was a ward of the state. So she contacted Child Services to get his information. What they told her, however, would make her heart sink. They told her Adam was never back in their custody during any time. And according to the records, he had remained with the Herman family. Crystal knew something was very wrong and called the police. Police acted very quickly to open a missing person investigation. Although from the beginning, they feared the worst. I'd have to say, law enforcement came out gangbusters on this one right away, and I'm so glad. Adam deserves to have people fighting for him. Of course, they begin by interviewing Valerie and Doug. And right away, investigators are uneasy with their stories. They claimed that Adam had run away, and that Valerie had seen him run out the door, but because he had done so many times, she just figured he'd be back. When he didn't return, Valerie said that she didn't report it because she was scared that CPS would remove her other children. So she told the kids that Adam was with the state so they wouldn't worry about him. And she told investigators she believed that he had run away and found his way back to his biological family. What law enforcement was able to do was confirm that Adam had not been seen by someone outside of the immediate family since January 1999. The day of the Super Bowl, in fact, when he was seen handcuffed to the bathtub. Stories would come out from the siblings of abuse in the home. However, it was Adam receiving most of the abuse. The other children told stories of trying to sneak up food as they often left him locked in the bathroom. The other siblings said that it was always Valerie that would beat Adam. They never once saw Doug do anything. They also learned that Hermans had continued to collect that 700 a month for Adam's subsidies and also claimed him on their tax returns each year. In 2009, the Butler County Sheriff held a press conference with pleas to the public for any information on Adam. While the Sheriff has also said he does unfortunately believe that Adam is dead, without any, without any evidence, they just can't be 100% sure. On January 7, 2009, they searched the former mobile home that the family lived in back in 1999. Following up on a tip, they also searched the Whitewater River area, bringing in search dogs and ground-penetrating radar. On January 14, 2009, they went as far as to excavate the mobile home lot. The family had allegedly built a shed in 1999 on the property, and there were rumors that it was a cover-up site. On January 20, 2009, just almost a week later, they searched the river area once more. We don't know exactly what was found, but the sheriff did say they were able to recover some evidence. In June 2011, the Hermans admitted to wrongfully accepting over 15000 in subsidies for Adam between November 2003 and July 2005. I have no idea why those dates, except there must be some legal reason. Doug was sentenced to nine months in prison, Valerie to seven months. They were ordered to pay restitution and a $2,500 fine each and be sub subject to probation after release. I don't have all the uh, insight to explain the fraud case in more detail, but I do think it's interesting that Doug received a longer jail sentence than Valerie, when Valerie seems to be the ringleader of all the wrongdoing here. 
Law enforcement would continue to work the case, although leads were slim to none. They did locate Adam's biological parents and obtain DNA samples from them in the event they need to identify Adam in the future. Adam's biological mom has never publicly spoken out, but his father has. And what he has to say and what the public has to say resonates throughout the com community. According to him, if Adam had not been removed from their care, he would be alive today. And at that time they removed the kids, there was one bruise discovered on the older child. Both the parents admitted to spanking their kids at that time, so all three kids were put into the foster care system. Except when bruises were discovered on Adam while he was in foster care, they basically just told Valerie not to do that again. She was able to continue fostering the kids, even with repeated suspicions, suspicions of abuse. So in the eyes of the law, what makes it a better decision to remove the children? It seems it's a system so desperate for foster care families that they can often get away with a lot more than a biological parent, which seems backward. We remove children from a possibly bad situation that can be fixed with some help, counseling, resources, etc., and we put them in a home with even more abuse than when we turn a blind eye to. As the public, we seem to blame CPS when they don't remove kids from homes. We feel they should, and we blame them when they do, such as this case here. The police would continue to speak with Valerie and Doug, and they never let the investigation go. Even on the Butler County Sheriff Department Facebook page, you can see they wish it had them a happy birthday every year on June 8th. So wonderful to see a department and a sheriff that cares so much about this case. Deputies repeatedly say that there will be a break in the case when someone speaks up or when something is finally found. They were hoping Doug would crack and eventually confess something to them or give them something in the way of evidence. But in 2016, Doug Herman passed away. The case would take a very interesting turn in February 2020 when a young man took to Twitter and YouTube claiming to be Adam Herman. He had quite a story to tell and was actually living in Kansas. His tale was so believable that it began to get the attention of law enforcement and media. He knew so many details. He knew so many details that a lot of people believed him right away. The family ever was torn. And just knowing this was out there put them through a lot of emotions. However, as soon as the local sheriff got involved, this story was debunked right away. The young man telling this tale was actually an employee at the local correctional facility, and the sheriff knew not only him, but his entire family. The man was also several years younger than Adam wouldn't have been, so this theory was quickly dismissed. And tragically, this young man who put this out there to the world must have had so many of his own demons he was dealing with, as a month later, March 2020, he committed suicide. And now here we are present day, August 2021, still no definitive answers. So for theories, well, we have theory number one, Adam ran away. Does anyone actually believe this? And if this were true, ready to go and ready now. Theory number two, the parents, Valerie and Doug. But with Doug gone now, the answers could solve solely be within Valerie. And I can't help but think of those other children that lived in the home when Adam disappeared. How this might haunt, haunt them to this day, how they must try and think about what they might have seen or witnessed or overheard so many years ago. What do you think happened to Adam Joseph Herman? Do you think we'll ever have answers? Let us know in the comment section below. And just for your information, in case you can help, 
Adam was last seen in 1999. He was 11 or 12, Caucasian male with brown hair and blue eyes. He was last known to be wearing wire rim glasses. He has a birthmark on his back at the waistline about one quarter inch, numerous scars on his abdomen, and a three quarter inch scar on the inside of his left thigh. If you have any information as to the whereabouts of Adam Joseph Herman, please contact the Butler County Sheriff's Department at 316-322-4254. And please do share this story with others in your community, because this is such a tragic story. It would be nice if he was actually alive and hiding somewhere with somebody. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this case. Leave a comment comment section below. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. Can we get to, I don't know, uh, let's say 200 subscribers by uh, Thanksgiving? Let's help me reach that goal. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all new episode. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.